Oklahoma State quarterback Alan Crawdaddy Bowman played pretty well. Thankfully, a former quarterback stepped up and played exceptionally well. And Mike Gundy may or may not have called the actual plays in the headset. But I don't know that you could convince me that he didn't either. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you for stopping by to make this your first victory. Listen, on this Monday, you know we're available on every single podcasting platform, visually as well on YouTube. Find me on Twitter, at all day, state. It is so nice to have a victorious episode. And part of the the victory is whether Gundy did or did not personally get on the headset and say we're going to call X, Y, or Z on a continuous basis. I don't think that matters because it's pretty evident that when you go back and look at some of the older Mike Gundy-led Oklahoma State offenses, there was definitely some, some sprinkles in there. So the scripted portion of what we decided to come out of the game with There is absolutely no doubt in anybody's mind that Mike Gundy definitely not only had a hand in it, he may have been the hand that written it. What happened the rest of the game doesn't matter, but we can also take a fun little jab and knowing that that was partially Gundy's involvement because it ended up in a lot of field goals, okay? The the offensive creativity was there. The innovation was better. The designs and the ways that they were trying to move Brendan Presley around so defenses couldn't key off of him and, and go to some certain kind of coverages based on where he was lined up, that was a stroke of brilliance. And let's face it, there's absolutely no way that Casey Dunn sat down in some magical dungeon and did all of that himself. Gundy definitely has a hand in it, and he, he wants to talk about some of the buy-in. Guys, it's way different as a player to buy in to things that you feel like you can believe. If there's physical, tangible things that you can believe in, then, yeah, sure, the buy-in changes. And as Gundy talked about, some of the guys in the locker room probably didn't start buying in until they actually saw it live during the K-State game. Very true. But it doesn't matter how the buy-in happened or how the re-engagement of the buy-in happened, whether it's to just be on film, whether it's to play for their buddy, play for coordinator, whatever it is. They have to have faith that the buy-in is legitimate all the way around. And if they do have faith in that, clearly you see a different product. And for that, we got to give kudos. Guys, There's it doesn't matter why Gundy was more involved. All that matters is that he was and that you finally got to see it. We haven't seen a fake out of a Mike Gundy-led team in years, years. And it worked. We haven't seen this level of creativity from the defensive perspective in quite some time as well. And that's not a knock like you'd go back to Jim Knowles. As Gundy mentioned, this isn't the Jim Knowles team. But the buy-in obviously is there. We got to see the emergence of some other people. So we're not just always talking about the typical culprits. The defensive line did more than enough. 
Like if you went across all across the board grading, which is hard to do because when you watch the Kansas State, it's just hard not to be so daggum excited. But there's no way that anybody graded below a C as far as the position groups are concerned. I think you can make the argument that most position groups, 90 plus percent of the position groups, probably graded out as a B, which is why Kansas State was so frustrated. They didn't expect us to show up playing a game of chess with a real football team. And Mike Gundy's right. As the game wore on and the things that they set out to do were actually being accomplished, then it's pretty easy for the buy-in, right, to check the boxes. Like, okay, we were going to do this. Got it. We were going to do this. Got that. We were going to do this. Got that. Okay. Now I see what it's like when a plan all comes together. So now that the buy-in is built up to what it is now, are we able to roll into the KU game with that? I have no shame in saying this now gets to be my favorite defense in the Big 12 versus my favorite offense in the Big 12. I love what KU does offensively, the way they keep guys in motion to keep your, your linebackers and your safeties honest about where to commit certain guys and how to shift certain coverages predicated upon what packages and who's moving where. So it's going to be difficult. But now you have the buy-in. So does Gundy need to get on the headset and call plays? If he did, then yeah, sure. If he just needs to be the one to design the script by himself and that be that, then fine, sure. Whatever was done, you now need to replicate because you have that buy-in. So they need to continue to buy in. They have to feel solid that you're bought in as well. So whatever the script it was, whatever the headset involvement was, it needs to continue. If this is more involvement from some of the lower guys on the staff, like a JW or a Ratay, maybe. Because, again, if you go back and look at that offense, there was some play calls, formations, and, and things that we did wrinkles-wise that are pretty reminiscent of pre-2014. So, yeah. Gundy did step in. He also did, you know, kind of challenge the players and said, uh, you know, a couple meetings ago that, if you're going to complain or whine and cry or be upset that you're not getting X, Y, or Z, then I don't want you here enter the portal. Now, I don't think that that's exactly fair, right? Whenever you said some things to get some, certain people to stay and so on and so forth. But regardless, the point remains that there needed to be a new level of buy-in all across the board. And now it seems as though there was, and it worked. So you get the opportunity against the most innovative and creative offense in the Big 12 to do it again. I mean, you're back, I guess you could say, it's kind of against the wall. I mean, we got we to gotta search for this, this bowl game bid. And it's going to continue to take other guys stepping up to make that happen. As we'll get to in a second. But before we do, everybody, I have to remind you all out here. But sometimes, sometimes in life, it's a lot easier to celebrate without having hangovers. And athletic brewing is what's going to help you do that. They have award-winning formulas and brews that stack up to all of your traditional strength beers. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. They're full-flavored and well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. Their brews are great tasting and, like I said, award-winning. 
which is why they beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Goldens, Sours, and more. They're consistently releasing limited edition experimental styles to add to their variety. You can get your hands on them now. They're fit for all time, so you can drink them anytime, anywhere, and make any activity a little bit more enjoyable. Like whether it's watching a big game or watching your kids game or, you know, getting some tackling work in or tackling your kids, you can do it all because you don't have the stumbling, mumbling craziness of alcohol. No hangovers. Followed by that ever is a pretty cool story in and of itself. So you can find Athletic in-store online and at bars all around the country. They're the fastest growing non-alcoholic brewery in the United States. So you need to get on now while they're getting as good. You can find Athletic Brewing's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or, of course, buy it online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. Again, that's LOCKEDON at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions do apply. Athletic Brewing Company is fit for all time. Another individual that was fit for all times was Cam Epps. He had a whale of a game. So what do you do when you're kind of uh, back and forth, in and out, up and down about quarterback? You let a former quarterback lead you. And a former quarterback that we've had the privilege of talking about several times on this show about how he just sees the game a little bit different. And then he has all these picks in practice, and you want to see it kind of translate and, and there it is. He was the first guy in the film room after the Iowa State loss. He was the first guy calling coaches, asking questions on what he should fix and how he could do this or that or the other better. And it showed. It showed on the field. We can talk all day every day about Kendall Daniels and Colin Oliver, as we should. They're freshmen All-Americans that are proven commodities for a reason that will have NFL futures or at least the capabilities to do something more in the NFL. And now we get to see Nick Martin and Cam Apps just come on stronger, stronger, stronger. The former quarterback, Cam Apps, has two picks. And it's that's that actually doesn't even really tell the story. Let's let's be realistic here. Not only does he have two picks, right? That's just the obvious. He was the first freshman with two picks in the same game since uh, Sean Lewis in 2010. First freshman with a pick six since Ramon Richards versus K-State, ironically enough, in 2014. First game with two picks and a pick six consecutively since Chad Whitener 2015. First time with two picks and a half since A.J. Green did it to West Virginia in 2017. First pick six since Jason Taylor's Momentum-gathering pick six against Texas, 2021. First game with two interceptions since Jason Taylor and Nick, Nicholas Martin recorded, uh, or, sorry, Jason Taylor did it uh, against Texas. Nick Martin's 17 tackles against K-State was the most by a Cowboy since Jordan Stearns had 19 and Bedlam, 2016. Martin also added a sack to his career-best two-and-a-half tackles for loss and his first inter interception of his career. Followed by clearly the kicking game. Alex Hale going five or six, one being blocked. Looked in rhythm, right? He's 
kind of uh, got that golf shot back that he had to work on last year. And a lot of people thought he was going to come back and be the guy last year. So is kicking like this always going to win you a bunch of games? No, not always. But in when you win enough of the matchups that are necessary to get this kind of a win, and then you have those guys that do step up, and you see Nick Martin kind of now becoming the main guy on defense, and Cam Epps, Cam Epps was able to prove that you know, he may not be able to fill the box like Lyric Rawls, but he can cover better than Lyric Rawls. And when you got the turnover battle in the bag, it's, uh, it's, it's much easier. It's much easier to get the dub. So, yeah, you can look back at the 17 tackles, the sack, two and a half tackles for loss. Trey Rucker chipped in. He had 11 total tackles, including a tackle for loss. Kendall Daniels was kind of quietly all over the field with eight tackles. And then Cam Epps, five tackles with the, the two picks and the one returned back for a touchdown. Xavier Benson was kind of in the background lurking. Cam Smith had a pretty decent game popped up here and there. I like the aggressive tendencies out of Anthony Goodlow. Colin Oliver did enough, right? He did enough just to contain. DJ McKinney, Corey Black, Jaleel Johnson uh, was looking pretty good for a young guy. Nathan Latou was able to chip in. Still want to see a little bit more to Deshaun Brown. If we can nail on Cam Epps, then surely we can nail it also on Deshaun Brown. So I cannot wait to see what this defense is able to do. But we just got to take into consideration and breathe it in for a moment. that This defense is no longer just about what can Colin Oliver do. What can Kendall Daniels do? What kind of Superman capes can they throw on? Now, you got to watch what number four is doing on a consistent basis from a fan perspective and a coaching perspective. Like, that's what you want to see. You want to see just the people that grab that excitement. Like Malcolm Rodriguez was able to do that. Like, you wanted to tune in just to see some of the crazy stuff that he was able to do. That can definitely be Nick Martin. That can definitely be Cam Epps. And they're young cats. That's the beauty of it. Obviously, we just talked about all the freshman accolades that Cam Epps is going to garner from this. Also, Big 12 Newcomer of the, newcomer of the Week, as Cameron Epps should be. But Nick Martin's uh, improving and proving that Oklahoma State has an argument for the linebackers that we're able to put in the league. And, you know, Mason Cobb could have been another one, but... He's experiencing a lot of cool stuff at USC, and they're undefeated, and they're playing for stuff, so good for him. But is this the Nick Martin that is going to captivate the fan base just to tune in and show up just to see some of the crazy stuff he can do? Because if you got Kendall Daniels and Colin Oliver next year, and with the emergence of Cam Epps, and again, let's call a spade a spade, Trey Rucker did play pretty well. you got to let this stuff plant play out, pan out, whatever you want to call it, because clearly it wasn't an alcohol crazy involved situation, which is good. It's good for Trey Rucker. It's good for the team. This game was good for Alex Hale. Now he knows he's got that stroke back, hitting from 51, now 53. He can keep extending, and the more you can extend, the healthier you feel. Coming into the year, we assume that anything 52, 51, 55, was all going to be Ward. But Logan Ward hasn't had to kick any long ones because Alex Hale seems to got his Emperor New Groove back. And, you know, this is a, a decent segue. Another 
person who may have got some of their groove back is Alan Bowman. I still, you know, I, I will always and forever call him Alan Crawdaddy Bowman from here on out because he still backpedals out of the pocket an insane amount. Like there's, there is, there is several opportunities. I mean, I vaguely recall a third down situation where we were in the red zone and if he would have just took like two steps up into the pocket, there was nobody, nobody even breathing in the a gap, either a gap. And there wasn't much B gap pressure either, but instead of, you know, closing in on the envelope, he decides to do the, Crawl Daddy McGee backwards pedaling stuff. So that's frustrating. But 19 and 25 for 235 yards, 6.7 yards a throw. Not bad. QBR 68.5. Not great, obviously, but not bad. More than more than acceptable. Ollie Gordon goes off. 21 carries, 136 yards, 6.5 yards a carry. Right? As a team, I think we were just shy of that 4.5 that you're always gunning for. We didn't have a 100-yard receiver. I think Jade, Jade Bray could have maybe been that, right? He doesn't have a, a, a drop that could have set some things in motion, but he has 77 yards. Rashad Owens has a big day. At, you expect a veteran to step up and have this type of day, and that's what he does. Rashad Owens, five catches, 75 yards. BP, he only had four grabs for like 40 yards, but it, it was his motions that – were able to isolate some things defensively that were able to take advantage of. It was good to see Blaine Green back out there. Obviously, you don't want to see a guy out there because of injury, and it sucks what's going on with Strib and his hand hand injury, surgery type of situation. Not fun. But, uh, yeah, he stepped up and he did, did some things. Braden Cassidy looked good. We got Josiah Johnson in the mix early and often. That was a remarkably breath of fresh air. That we all got to soak in. Is this going to be what we see moving forward? If so, I mean, it's not 2021 by any stretch, but reminiscent. Lean on the defense. Lean, lean, lean on the defense. But, you know, other than the backpedaling stuff, Alan Bowman, he dropped some dimes against Iowa State. He did it again in this game. He looked pretty in control. Um, he's obviously the guy, right? And when you're able to have a running back or a tandem of running backs be able to kind of do what we were able to do, of course it helps. But this is going to be a defensive-leaning team. It just has to be, right? It has to be a defensive-leaning team, and that's all right. That's okay. We can deal with that. You know what um, we can't deal with, any of us, is having a car that can't get you where you need to be. You can't be the MVP of anything if you can't get there. So just like having the passion and, and drive and patience that it takes to bring home a trophy, eBay Motors has got to have everything that you need as well for you to maintain your vehicle. And level it up to peak performance. And anything from superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, whatever. eBay Motors is going to have you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for with the eBay guaranteed fit. Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need and all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that W, the Kansas State-style W. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions will apply. And eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available for U.S. customers. But, uh, yeah, you don't want to be caught dragging. You don't want to be caught lagging. You don't want to be caught backpedaling as much as our main man, Alan Bowman. It is a recipe. A recipe for what? I don't know. But clearly, Alan Bowman can do enough if our defense is able to kind of hold the water as they have been. Now, we don't know what we're, com- we're getting next week. we got to prepare for Jason Bean because it, I, don't, I don't think it looks great for Jalen Daniels. He couldn't even be on the sideline for the game. Not that it was a big deal, but they didn't want him tweaking his back by jerking or moving suddenly. So if you can jack up your back and be out for another week just by turning your back or your neck or your arms or something a little bit off, I don't see how you can plan on on playing that guy for Oklahoma State. Now, again, crazy stuff happens. I know that. But as we said before, Jason Bean is good enough to beat 65, 70% of the teams that they're going to play. You're going to need the, you know, crazy Herculean effort from Jalen Daniels to counterbalance some of those games like uh, Texas. Texas does have a lot of talent. So what does that Kansas team look like with Jalen Daniels? Because you remember, it was only like 13-7 at halftime. Does a healthy Jalen Daniels and that KU squad put up a different score? Obviously, I would say yes. Even in an ugly W, you know, Jason Bean's a pretty good quarterback. Jason Bean would start at a decent amount of places in the country, but he's not Jalen Daniels. So from a defensive perspective, the crazy triple option wing back stuff that they do with all of their shifts, it is a lot easier to prepare knowing you don't have to deal with the crazy arm angles and things that Jalen Daniels can throw from and do. Again, Jason Bean is fast. He's a good athlete. He's a decent quarterback, but he's not Jalen Daniels. So Alan Bowman's going to have the opportunity here to kind of replicate the same game plan moving forward. Lean on the defense. Do what you need to do to drive the field. When you get down in the red zone, obviously, you know, we, we would like to see some different things. One of them, not backpedaling so much. If there's a clear and open pocket, just step up. Right? Just scoot up into your home, ball. So this is a Jason Bean-led KU squad. This is a winnable ball game. And we just proved that with K-State. Now, KU's offense, even with Bean, it's a completely different animal than Kansas State. But our defense just proved that they're a little bit different than just your run-of-the-mill, at least athletically. Are we still going to get burnt sometimes by KU? Yes, their eye candy is going to be confusing. And they have enough athletes to go with the eye candy that if you get confused for two-tenths of a second too long, he already buy you, he's already gone. Jason Bean doesn't always hit him, though, right? That's the difference between him and Jalen Daniels. So when they do make mistakes, we've got to be able to capitalize and then get off the field. But this defensive performance, 
factored in with what you saw out of Alan Bowman and Ollie Gordon and the offensive line, right? I can't forget about them. We've got to give them their, their roses as well. The line actually looked good. Not just competent. They looked pretty good. And Kansas State's defensive line is nothing to scoff at. We knew there was some youth in the back end that if we could exploit that youth, we could do some things. And we were able to do that primarily due to the offensive line. So, again, if, if the more Allen Bowman feels more comfortable with this O-line, maybe the Crawdaddy McGee thing kind of goes away a bit. We'll find out soon. So now we get to go into preparation for KU. It is a big game. Now we have life. Now we have the ability to maybe take this momentum, keep this galvanization project going here, and capitalize on it moving forward. There's no way anybody thought that we would beat both K-State and KU this year. There's, no, there's just no way. Myself included. Now, we got the one I, I didn't think we could get, and now we have the one coming up without Jalen Daniels, so that means it's get a bull. And now we have something concrete that we can look at that says, see, we can accomplish stuff if we do these things. So if it's Gundy, if you made the script, buddy, you better script, script yourself away the rest of the year. It's that simple. If you're going to see more emergence of guys defensively, then let it continue. Because we're going to need it against this offense. All right, y'all. I reckon we're all, that's all we're going to have for this one right here on this victorious Monday. Feels oh so good. Beating the defending Big 12 champs in a blackout in a sold-out game where the crowd was legit and fun. It's awesome. All right, y'all. Thank you much. You are a locked on. God bless. Go folks. And until next time, thank you for tuning in to locked on Oklahoma state. You could be anywhere. So happy you choose to be here. Alrighty. Later taters.